0: director. Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler and I have feelings. I have all the feelings today, so good thing we're talking about emotions and psalms. Amy is here to show us how we can offer sacrifices with the right spirit and talk about last week's sermon. But before we get too vulnerable, now that they're finished flattering us with their lips and harboring deception in their hearts, let's welcome in our favorite co-hosts, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Hey, good day. Marin, you're back.
1: Yay! Yay.
2: Hi, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> I haven't seen you in it's been a months. while.
0: Yeah,
3: it's been a long time.
0: Welcome back. Thank you. And Amy's here.
3: Hi. <laughs> Hi.
4: <laughs> Some tepid applause. Was, was, welcome back, was, Amy. Thanks. I feel very, very welcome and to And
3: is this your fourth week in fourth a row? Fourth week in a row. In a row. Yeah. Give her another hand, Tyler. Yes. Yeah. It's Really. I'm not
4: going to lie. It, <laughs> I really, it was, that was still tepid applause. And I'm a little, I wish, uh, yeah, well, I standing O would have been really fun. I'm going to miss it though. I'm not going to lie. I like it. I yeah. like hanging with you Well, you'll be back than missing Maren because she adds quite a bit to the <laughs> yes. to the thing. But, but we're glad you're here someday. that you're a guest. Yeah. And this yep. is fun, and I'm glad
3: you're back. Thank you. It's Really good to Thank see you. Thank you for holding down the fort. Thanks. Keeping them in line. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Isn't it hard?
0: <laughs> it's <real> oh, hard. <laughs> Marin, we missed you. I missed yes. y'all.
3: I really uh, did. You don't
0: have to lie. Hey,
3: lying. Look at my face.
0: That's pretty serious. It's a
3: truth face. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, um, so let's talk about. I want. We've got a jam-packed show. I want to talk about. Where you've been? Yeah. Where have you been? Yeah. I have so many questions.
3: That might be a better like guided trip through this. Where have I been? Because I've yeah. been everywhere, man. Yeah. Okay. I've so been you everywhere.
0: spent two weeks on a mission trip. I did to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Your first time out of the country. Yes, dear. Yeah. First time ever.
3: Oh my word!
0: Um, what did you think of the flights? <laughs> oh, we. I've got a lot of questions about the flights.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Um, so, do we want to start there?
4: Can I just ask, what is the longest leg of that journey? How long was your longest flight?
3: Ooh, did You guys um, fly to
4: London, or where'd you fly?
3: We went to Detroit and then um, Amsterdam. Oh, Detroit! Airport.
1: That was not
4: just yeah. <laughs> that airport's really cool. No, I just mean the trip <laughs> the to Detroit, like, like, red, that's like a little blip. tram that
1: runs
3: through it. Very scenic good. trip okay, so to Detroit. Detroit,
4: and then Detroit Detroit, to- Amsterdam. Okay.
3: Amsterdam, um, Kiev or Kiev, okay. however you want to say it. Um, so like ten hours was that like the longest? Eight right? Yeah. Eight or nine? Yeah, I lost count. Long time. Okay. Yeah, Long it time. was like in and out of consciousness. Yeah, sure. Was the, time. the
0: plane flight as awesome as I said it would be?
3: Awesome! Like the
0: food is good, unlimited movies, tons of hot towels to your face. The hot towels were neat. See,
3: they were unique. Yes, yeah. I tried to save little things like the slippers and yeah, you know, don't show my those, kids. Don't
2: save the hot towels. Those, no, let's get gross fast. That would have
3: been bad. <laughs> I did manage. I told Jed yesterday five flights total there mm-hmm. and back, and I didn't use one airplane bathroom, not once.
0: Why? Wow. What?
3: Because I
4: didn't want to.
0: You didn't stay hydrated. That's for sure. <laughs> did,
4: you wear, did you wear diapers? <laughs> Did you have diapers on? I just on? didn't even want to know. You yeah, know, I'm like, it. there's a
3: lot of people on this plane. It's probably a very small bathroom. I'm just going to sit They're right here. They're very small, but so you, you can you also be alone? alone. Did you even <laughs> no.
4: look in it? No. Okay. They, yeah. are, they are, you can't even turn around. Yeah, I thought it was an accomplishment. Was yeah, it's a real
0: treat. It's really the only place you can go and stand.
4: Yeah. yeah. So were you like racing <laughs> to the bathroom <laughs> like, that when you got off the flight? Um, were you like, oh
3: my gosh. It depended on where I was. Yeah. When I got home, I was just so excited to yeah. be home Right. and then customs and long right. lines right. and all that stuff, but excited to see Jed and the yeah. kids and yeah. So yeah, I've, I've okay. been around the world. So that what was the flight. Know?
0: What did you do while you were there? Just give us a synopsis of who you were visiting, what you were doing, who you went with. Okay. For anybody who may not have... Uh, Listen, a long four weeks ago, what, what, uh, what do we need to know?
3: Okay. Uh, Grace sent two teams out on the same trip, but we were essentially, uh, functioning in different roles. So there was a women of Grace team that went to serve, um, mothers primarily and do a camp Mm -hmm. for, um, I said young mothers before, but really it was mothers of all ages. Um, yeah who are facing extremely harsh economic circumstances, family circumstances, and um, made a really brave decision despite all odds um, to keep their pregnancy and have their babies. Yes. We met some moms who had little babies in their arms and other moms who were pregnant awaiting the arrival of their child. But in every circumstance, Mm -hmm. it was a decision that required extreme bravery Mm -hmm. um, to do. Um, Many of them faced... Um, being abandoned by their partner or shunned by their family, mm-hmm. or just um, the prospect of having to provide for yet another mouth to feed yeah. over there is um, a very, it, it would be easy to reason away why mm-hmm. yep. they could have said no in yeah. the circumstances. Their that economic situation
0: is like basement right now. Dire. Yeah.
2: If that's one of the things Mission to Ukraine is. Pretty well known, at least around Grace circles, for their work with children with disabilities. Mm-hmm. But a huge por- portion of their ministry is dedicated to mo- mothers and and children in those Crisis situations pregnancy. as well. Crisis pregnancy, right? Uh, and what they did? You get all the details. I don't know what they do now, but they give. Uh, they come alongside these mothers for mm-hmm. a certain period of time after the baby is born mm-hmm. with medical care and clothing and mm-hmm. food to be able to support them until some sort of government, uh, stipend kicks in or something like that.
0: Um, yes. So yes. You, to
3: all of those. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not sure. Okay. Yeah, and some of what we did were house visits, um, to some of these moms. Okay. So um, you
0: would like bring,
3: yeah, we would bring, uh, supplies, things that they would need. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, um, obviously a culture shock, uh, for those of us, especially those of us who have not left the country. I've seen mm-hmm. poverty in America. But I've never seen poverty like yeah. I saw it. There. So what's
0: what can you describe one of the scenes that you saw that maybe would give us a picture of what you're talking about? Or maybe something a moment that really stuck yeah.
2: with you.
3: Oh, I can do all of those things. It might take hours, but I'll try not to take your hours. Um, so we went to um, three house visits total, I want to say. And the first house visit was like, whoa this is shocking. Mm -hmm. Like there's holes in the floor. I'm thinking if our whole team piles into this kitchen, we're probably going to fall through the floor. Um, just kind of visually shocking, um, a communal kitchen type situation. Um,
0: Okay, one so we're room, not. When you say room, house visit, ap- you mean no, like? No, no, no. I mean like a structure visit, uh, <laughs> like communal please. structure. Were these, were these the residents? Apartments? Residents. apartments? Yes. Residents. Were these the old the first, Soviet era apartments? The
3: first two we saw were apartments that were in more urban regions, and then the last one we saw was um, a freestanding structure um, in a village. Yeah. And so you know, you walk into the first one, and you're like, oh my, the this is a family of five. Um, And the husband was around in this Mm -hmm. circumstance, um, but they're living in one room, um, the size of the studio, this studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then sharing a communal kitchen with the other, uh, tenants. Um, but the mom said the other tenants were alcoholics and weren't really concerned about keeping up, uh. You know, just Mm -hmm. keeping up after themselves. So she goes into the kitchen first thing in the morning to prepare her meals for the rest of the day so that she doesn't have to go back into that kitchen. She tries to get up before everybody else is awake, Mm -hmm. cook all her meals for the day, and then go back to her one room. And then the apartment we saw after that, um, maybe a little bit nicer aesthetically, um, but only had gotten running water to the structure about three years ago. Mm. And even then, it's cold water. So yeah. we got there when her 13-year-old was out foraging for mushrooms. It's just things that are not a part of our world. Um, uh,
0: speak for yourself, but... Do you
3: forage for mushrooms? <laughs>
0: no. Huge mushroom in, your,
3: in your flip-flops? We've you been able yeah.
1: to
2: oh,
3: do Gosh. it. He's that a was year like now. Yeah, I am outdoorsy. Two. Yeah. So there was that one. Um, and that one was inspiring on a lot of levels. This mom really tried to keep her space... Um, just tidy. And she was proud of what she had. Um, And the little boy, he, he drew a picture. (laughs) I took a picture of it to show my 13 year old girl who loves to draw pictures. Um, But it was like a, like a buff muscle body with like a cat head and a pirate patch Mm -hmm. which just showed me that just kids are the same everywhere yep yeah super awesome I loved that family and um, that mom came to our camp so I got to know her over um, the next maybe three or so days that followed I got to see a lot of her and even see a little bit more of uh, her 13 year old son and she just uh, gave birth six months ago and so that chunky baby came to camp too super cute um, boy Or your girl, a boy, a boy, that mom had grown up in an orphanage. And so what it Whoa. meant to her to be a parent, um,
0: big time. Oh man. Oh wow. my goodness. Absolutely. Okay. So you did uh, a, was it like a day camp? What kind of camp it was a day were camp, you participating in? Uh,
3: for these moms, um, we brought them art supplies and we did Bible lessons. Our theme for the week was women of the old Testament. And we mm-hmm. were just talking about how God empowers women and sees them through Extreme circumstances and mm-hmm. just where the source of our strength comes from—all that stuff. So I was essentially brought out to do the surprise worship Whoa. portion Whoa. of this
0: trip. So now you're a celebrity over Not there, like
3: you are, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> what? Yes, <laughs> the David. David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. <laughs> he is the David Hasselhoff of Ukraine. No. No. So any of the Ukrainians listening would heartily agree. Oh gosh. Yes, Tyler Bender. Hello, Bender. That's all I heard. As soon as they yeah. found out I was in any way associated with you, I have billions of you messages got the TB from your, Well, that's great, because in this country, you devout
4: you're, devout you're not nervous. Nervous.
0: i got to be loved in one country. It's not going to be this one. It's got to be Ukraine. So, okay, so you were leading worship for them yeah. at this camp. At what were camp. some of your impressions? What were some of your experiences like?
3: Well, people ask me, how does that work? Like, I don't speak Ukrainian. I don't sing in Ukrainian. Yeah. Um, so the answer to that question... They gave me a list of about 10 songs that they were familiar with in their language. Mm -hmm. And so last year I made backing tracks um, for some other women from Grace who had gone out. I know uh, Timmy's wife, Jennifer, was one who had gone out to lead worship last year. And I made them essentially like glorified karaoke tracks, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so this year.
0: Too much work. No. Oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> no <Okay. laughs> perfect do, amount of work when
3: do I ever say that <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so they give me a list of songs and I kind of get them all in order and then on site they have a projector and a screen and the top portion are the lyrics in Ukrainian and then the bottom portion are the lyrics in English mm. so we all just sing at the same time Yeah. and it's cool can yes. I tell you it is cool sounding the Ukrainians are very loud Yep, like super loud I love it they worship with total abandon Mm. Um, but the nature of what we were doing most of the moms who came to the camp weren't church women sure so there were lots of volunteers uh, American and Ukrainian in the room who did know the songs and they were singing super loudly Mm -hmm. but then you had other faces of moms who were really encountering this type of thing for the first time sure Um, reading along on the screen just trying to figure out what we're saying. And yeah. then I felt like part of my role was even introducing the concept of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why we do this, why we sing to him yeah. and, um, just all of it. So it's mm. kind of like worship one one mm-hmm. to some degree. Um, but it was that part of what I was brought out there to do was obviously amazing. Just, I think I was more nervous than them <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after that, um, Even though I was there to lead worship, let's say three times, because there were three days of day camp, I just kept getting requests. Now go here and go there and go here right. and go there. And you know how that is. Um I think you called
2: that actually
0: yeah. several episodes ago. You're going everywhere.
3: I, I did go everywhere. <laughs> um and it was funny. We did another round of house visits, the first round of house visits. I didn't bring a guitar. That would have been maybe a little weird. So we were going for another round of house visits and I didn't have my guitar with me. And halfway there, the interpreter turned around and said, Okay, now you have your guitar, right? Like, no. No. Nope. I, I don't. So they called ahead and they had a guitar there waiting of for them. No <laughs> Of did. course they did.
0: Of course they did.
3: They did. Um yeah, it was cool. For me it was an exercise <laughs> in flexibility.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure.
3: Um sometimes it would be so spontaneous it would there was one moment where um somebody an English speaking person, not a grace person, but an English speaking person asked me to sing such and such a song, mm-hmm. you know, on the spot. And then I'm just hoping it's not like one of those super wordy ones that I really wish I had like a CG guy yes. like changing the yeah. lyrics for me. Like it was challenging in that way. What songs do I know? Top to bottom. Right. I don't need lyrics in front of me. And you know, I hope these, <laughs> right. these chords will just come to me as I start playing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they will. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they wouldn't know anyways. <laughs>
3: It was super cool that way.
0: One of the best like fly by the seat of my pants, play worship music for some reason moment in Ukraine was it was an adult male's birthday. And an adult female who's Ukrainian came and said, Tyler, I want you to play a song for Misha's birthday. Said, all right. I can play Happy Birthday, whatever. No, 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 no. We want you to play Beautiful by Phil Wickham. So
1: many words. <laughs> like,
0: so many words. I was like, "That's a worship song. I'm, you want me to sing Your Beautiful to Misha? What, what's right, happening? Exactly. What, what are we? What are we doing?" And yeah. I did it. I sang Your Beautiful because everybody wow. was like, "Tyler, Tyler," and I'm like, "I'm feeling pressured to sing this worship song to Misha for his birthday." That's and say that so he's beautiful. Cool. He's a did beautiful you man. worshipped Misha. <laughs> yeah. Did felt you up some lyrics? <laughs>
2: it's funny No, you I knew the
0: song. song.
2: There's a lot of ahs
0: yeah, in there. Too, it's, yeah. So it's just that. a bunch of oohs and ahs, man.
3: But every verse is different. Like mm-hmm. nothing repeats yes. itself. Yeah. Except for the phrase, you're beautiful. Right. So, like, if you can just get to that if phrase. You, could, yeah. you're you can just, you're just sing it over and over. Just Sing Lilies of the Valley. Play Stuff
4: like that. And then just get to beautiful. So, one
3: such, I'll tell you this story, one such circumstance where it was. It was where they um, had the guitar waiting for me when I got there. I thought we were going there to do house visits. Uh, we went to the town of Venice. So it wasn't Jatomar. It wasn't where the main MTU is. It's one of their newest campuses, which is only crisis pregnancy at this point. Isn't uh, set up to handle special needs. Yes. Um, so it's newer. Um, we went there and we met with some of their moms. And naturally they wanted worship for yeah, I Got to bring out the guitar. But this is not a situation where it's, "Hey Christians, let's all sing <laughs> right. to God together." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, that that's not what this was. This had to be almost more evangelistic in nature. Um and because I had no charts or words or anything, it had to be songs I knew that I could sing from top to bottom without having to like search mm-hmm. for words. Um and so really just relying on God and relying on the Holy Spirit in that moment to be like, okay, God, give me three songs, three songs that I know. (laughs) Mm. Um, And then I scratch those three songs down and start to worship and hope everything just flows like it should. And one of those songs was oceans. And I'm singing the first verse. You call me out across the water. And I'm like, what is this? Are they even going to get this? They probably never left this town, let alone, you know, like me, I never even left the country Mm -hmm. before this trip. What are they supposed to get from this song? And having the freedom To lead worship that way, I wasn't, I had made tracks for myself, like backing tracks because they had those last year. So I thought um, I didn't want them to miss the synth and the drums and the bass and the fullness. So I had made stuff and put it on zip drives and was ready to play along with that. But in every situation where I tried to implement that, it didn't work. There wasn't um, a sound system loud enough to really carry that. Mm. And so from the very beginning of the trip. It's just
0: somebody holding up their phone. Pretty much. Yeah.
3: Essentially. So from the beginning of the trip, it was like, okay, can that idea, that's not
2: going to work. We're going acoustic. Which ended Mm -hmm. up
3: being the best thing for this trip, because I was not tied to the verse that's coming next or structure of song. And I wasn't trying to keep up with recorded material. There was space to stop after that first verse and chorus and just hear from the Lord. What how do you want me to set this song up for these women? Cause halfway into it, I'm like, I'm just singing. Mm-hmm. I really want them to, to receive and, and to understand something. So Lord, what do you have for them? And he just gave me this picture of being a mom and being underwater with everything you got to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there was an interpreter and, uh, you know, We're singing along and the, they, they had printed lyrics. The women had printed lyrics in their hands in their own language. And I was able to pause after the first verse in the first chorus and say, do you ever just feel like you're just underwater and you just can't get above it? And then the interpreter would say what I just said. And then I would say more like you're caring for your kids, you're their sole provider, you have a job to do, you have to come home and feed them, you have to get them to school and you you just have to keep everything together and sometimes the weight of it is just so heavy and you feel like you can't get above it. And all these women are nodding their heads mm. because the interpreter is telling them, you know, what the spirit is telling me. And then I say And again, none of this was planned. This was, I didn't even have my guitar. Hmm. (laughs) This was not planned at all. And I think of this scripture that says that he is the glory, my glory and the lifter of my head, the one who lifts my head. And when you're, when you feel like you just can't even breathe and you're under it all, he lifts your head. Let him lift you you know, above the waves of life mm. that are just kind of encompassing you and crushing you. Let him lift your head. Wow. And the very next verse, your grace abounds in deepest waters. Mm-hmm. Your sovereign hand will be my guide. Click like, yeah. yes, Lord. Yes. Yep. Yes. That's awesome. So opportunities to lead in that way and just to be in constant communion with the spirit. And what do you want to say to this group of people? And now I'm leading worship for a completely different group of strangers. I've never met. What do you want to say to them? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Another thing, um, because of, like you said, just started doing more than I thought I was there to do. Um, I was getting separated from the group uh, a couple of times to either prepare to lead worship in a place or go lead worship in a place. And, um, while I knew I would get to see the special needs camp, yes. I wasn't slated to be involved in the special mm-hmm. needs camp. Um, I was there to see it, um, but not really there to participate. So that's happening that
0: simultaneously. Leg. That was the
3: yeah. other Grace team that had also okay. went right. at the same time as us, where your sister currently is mm-hmm. um, with no water or electricity. That's right. That?
0: <laughs> Hope she's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck.
3: Yeah. I met your sister. I know I'm totally like rabbit trailing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All the I, friends of the pod never, really are I've never glad met about that.
1: Tyler's yeah.
3: sister. <laughs> and then I meet her like standing outside the World War II Museum in Kiev. Oh, that's,
1: like, that's funny.
2: You yeah. know that Tara used to be a part of my nonprofit before I started working at Grace.
3: I don't know why you guys Tara told me none Tyler of this sisters. before. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. Like, Tara is like, yeah, my sister. I didn't realize Tara's... that Tara
2: was going when you were there. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, surprise, <laughs> oh, there yeah. it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I I was invited to lead worship for the parents of the special needs Ooh. kids. Oh yeah. Um, they had a special Sunday morning service where they wanted to do, uh, an invitation to the parents to come to Christ. And so they asked me to come and share my testimony and sing a couple of songs, which again, it's another situation where it's not like, Hey, we all know these words. Let's lift up our God. Mm-hmm. It's more evangelistic in nature. Um, and that was another exercise in flexibility because I spent probably an hour Saturday night trying to put together you know, a five song set, I was under the impression that this set would follow the message. So it would be more invitational. Mm -hmm. And so the tone of it was a little different. Um, but then I get there Sunday morning and it's no, you're up first. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And it was almost more talking than singing, just sharing my Mm -hmm. testimony. Um, yeah. And so on the spot it was okay. Rearrange. Like I, I don't even want to use the songs I picked last night. So now we got to use new songs. And in a way that was a gift because I said before, they gave me about 10 songs to pick from. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this circumstance, it didn't matter whether or not the parents had a pre-association with the songs. They didn't need to know them. So I could just pick songs that That they had slides for that Uh fit, that fit the testimony. And one of the songs I picked was ever be Um, your praise will ever be on my lips. Oh Um, yeah you father the orphan. Mm. Like every time I sing that line, I am singing about me. Sorry, yeah. y'all thinking <laughs> yeah. about this girl right <laughs> here. Um, that that's part of my story. He's my father. He's always been my father. And it's just wonderful to be able to sing this to um, single parents in the room, mm. any parents in the room. Yeah. Um, yeah so well, I can't
2: imagine what, <clears throat> what the response would have been with those moms. Cause every year they're they, they intentionally make room at camp for families, mothers and kids that have not had an opportunity to ever be at that camp before. Mm-hmm. So every year they have people coming in there who cannot begin to understand what is going on because mm-hmm. they have this whole, that their child who has special needs, they've been told that they are to be hit there, to hide their child away, to be like filled with shame, to be embarrassed about their child. Maybe you should have just given your child to an orphanage. What are you doing? You know, and then all the economic hardship and then they come to Mission to Ukraine summer camp and they've got all these volunteers that yeah. love their kid and that they like love on the moms and they, they just don't, they walk around in a daze trying to figure out what is this place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's so, and then to be able to be in that moment and be mm-hmm. able to share your testimony. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That was the last day of like serving on the trip. So I was, Hmm. uh, texting Jed a lot in the last two days, just praying like for strength (laughs) to finish, finish strong. Every time I was asked to share or to sing every time I just felt like I was wrung out,
1: Yeah, you know?
3: And then sometimes I felt like I was wrung out and then had to get wrung out again, three hours later, you know, just depending on the day and the circumstance. So um, that was a really powerful day overall that yeah. the morning service was with the parents of the children. And then there was an evening service, um, that was more of a gift to the volunteers. They had a big worship night, which I guess is something they always do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, candles the
2: on the floor.
0: Did they do that?
3: Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by that. No one told me about the candles on the floor.
0: Open flames.
2: Open
3: flames.
0: <laughs> That's everywhere. allowed in Ukraine.
3: Somebody actually stepped on one.
2: Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs>
3: It was yeah. He's been uh,
2: he's been filing health code and uh, yep. safety violations <laughs> for years.
0: <laughs> Open flames in a wooden building—perfectly fine. <laughs> Women sitting on the concrete—no, fine, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> no, anyone? No, never mind. No.
3: <laughs> that night was amazing. This will be my last story, I promise. Last one, Sasha. Okay. Sasha okay, Sasha. Is, um, he's actually visited Grace recently.
0: Yes. Yeah, a couple um, months ago. But
3: he's uh one of the worship leaders. Um, over there, and he was leading worship for the camp all week long. And he wanted a block of worship in English for our English-speaking volunteers at the Mm -hmm. camp and then another block in Ukrainian, but all, like, together. And his reason was every year, you know, the American volunteers come here and we have this worship night and the Ukrainians dominate because they just sing so loud. Mm -hmm. He's like, so let's just... Let's have a block that's just devoted and dedicated to English speaking, you know, volunteers. There were some there from Boston, some there from us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just did whatever he told me to do. But in order to set that in motion, I again had to leave my group at some point earlier in the week and go to camp just to talk to Sasha and work these little things out. And so I was there for their opening ceremony, which was bonkers. Of camp. Like Opening ceremony of camp (laughs) flags, like all the regalia, like Uh just, it was incredible. Like I can't smile big enough to describe what that room felt like as these kids were just kicking off camp. Um, The colors, the this was a new campsite for this camp.
2: Yeah, a new old one actually. Right?
3: Oh goodness gracious! Yeah, like post-Soviet crumbling camp.
2: Yeah, they had upgraded from several many years ago, and now they were forced to go back to. Oh my
3: goodness! But the decorations. (laughs) There's like one toilet for
0: two hundred people. Yeah. Awesome. Good time.
1: (laughs) Yes.
3: The work that the volunteers put into making that place a paradise. Yeah. Is incredible. They, For sure. they just went all out decorations oh, yeah. all throughout the camp grounds through the camp buildings like they make it like a paradise and the name of the camp is God's good mansion.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So they do their first couple of songs and there's English translation and Ukrainian translation on the screen and then they get to their camp theme song and there's no English translation on, on the screen. But that's OK. I was a little bit taken aback at how adult and melodic. This was, it wasn't like a little kid theme song.
1: Um,
3: and then the first verse I'm like, why does this sound familiar to me? And by the second verse I was, Oh my goodness. I'm, I think they're doing living water. If they get to the hallelujah verse, I will know they are doing living water. And sure enough, the third verse is just the word hallelujah. Hmm. And my hands just flew up and I just started crying. I probably haven't heard that song in over 15 years. That was my jam as a mm. early 20s, you know, right. hacky yeah. sack playing hippieish Christian.
0: Yeah, rebellion. Um,
3: it was my jam. <laughs> it's a very obscure song. Yeah. And I don't know how they knew it. And so... I went to Sasha as we're kind of planning for this worship night. Hey, your theme song. That's one of my favorite songs, but how did you ever find that song? And he said, Oh, it's an old Ukrainian folk song. And I said, "Mm, maybe, but (laughs) I I can sing it to you in English. Like I can't remember the first verse, but the second verse says, uh, Oh Lord, God who saves me day and night, I cry out before you. And he's like, Yes, this is what we are saying. And I'm like, where did you get that song? And he's like, I don't, I honestly don't know. He said, I've looked for English translations and can't find them, but this has been our camp theme song for 20 years.
0: Yeah, it's been around forever.
3: And I'm like, I will go home and find it and I will put it on your Facebook wall. I promise you there's an English version of this song. And so sure enough, I did. It's a very obscure band called Five O'Clock People. I think they're from Canada. I don't even know how I came into possession of this song. Probably rummaging through like a sale bin at Cornerstone Festival, like five bucks. This looks interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But I asked him when I couldn't remember the first verse, like, what 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 are you saying in your translation and then maybe that'll jog my memory of what the first verse is and he's like it's something about like how God's house is so great because this is called God's good mansion Mm. camp so the first verse is about God's great house and it wasn't clicking and I went home to the apartment to the hotel I found the song I was looking for. Sure enough, there it is in English. And the first verse is, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord God Almighty. My soul yearns and even faints for the courts of the Lord. I don't even, I cannot express to you how random it is that this extremely obscure song is their theme song.
1: Mm. In
3: 20 years, nobody has come along. To have known that song in English. Yeah. And for some crazy reason, in my earliest of 20s, I encountered this song and it stayed with me all these years. So that closing worship night, I did about 35 minutes in English. He did about 40, 35 minutes in Ukrainian. And then we ended with this song and I did the first verse in the chorus in English. He did the second verse in the chorus in Ukrainian and we all sang the hallelujah
2: verse together. Oh my gosh. Was
0: anybody not crying? (sighs) Oh.
2: Rung out, bro. Yeah, rung out. <laughs> so you got you got home and then you just like binge watched The Bachelorette, right, or yeah. something to to like take away the emotional. Just toll. when I think you know me, yeah, you know what jammies are. <laughs>
3: That's cute. No, I got home. I hugged my children. I handed out souvenirs all around, and then I called my mom and I talked to my mom for four hours.
0: Yeah. So. Awesome. Wow. Hallelujah. Well, it sounds like a great trip. I'm sure there's a billion other stories. Like, I want to know. Do, I don't want to talk about this. We can talk about it later. <laughs> but did you go to banya? Oh, yes! I can't wait
4: to talk Why about. Why are we banya. talking about
0: this right now? I we'll talk hear. about it next week. <laughs> right, well, next
4: week. Tell the viewer, the viewers, tell the listeners what banya is. It, it's, there's it's, no
0: description worthy of the ears <laughs> of the listeners without somebody's personal experience. So we, wait. I don't want to talk about it till next, next week. Tease it. We're teasing it. <laughs> That's. But rude. Banya, Banya is, very mean. okay. Banya is basically going to like a sauna that is twice as hot. <laughs> the sauna and part is fantastic. jumping into a ice cold water bucket of ice water, and you get beaten and doing that a bunch of times while getting hit in your body. <laughs> <laughs> with branches.
2: Also, can that I please really didn't take that long to describe. Next week, can I can I also tell you my first experience going to Banya when no one had told me anything about Banya before, and also no one spoke English yes. there.
0: Yes, okay. it's the best. I can't All wait. Right. We're gonna we'll talk, talk about, about this Banya. next week.
3: Okay, but before we do that, yes, I have to say there are plenty of listeners who were aware that my mother went into a mm-hmm. coma four days before I left.
0: Yeah, yes. So I should probably. Address well, we haven't that. even talked about that. No. Okay, so let's talk about that.
3: Okay, sorry. I knew this would take forever. Go for it. Hey,
0: no. We got all the time in the world. Let's do it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so Friday, um, I was supposed to leave on Wednesday. Um, Friday, I was here um, in Indianapolis. I was actually doing um, a fundraising shift for my son for marching band. Um, And my dad sent a text that my mom was being taken to the ER, but it was pretty vague. Um, So I called him and he said that she had suffered uh, three seizures and, um, had passed out. So she gets to the ER, they put her in a medically induced coma and I'm just scrambling to figure out what to do. Um, and so my brother lives about 20 minutes away from my dad and I just knew he could get there faster than I could. So I called my brother who was at work and just said, go be with dad. And my brother is awesome and left everything and was my dad's rock throughout that entire first day where she was unresponsive. She was on a breathing machine. Um, and we just didn't know if she'd ever come back. Um, so I went out Friday, um, as soon as I could. And I stayed with her in the hospital overnight Friday. She was transferred to Northwestern Memorial Hospital Saturday. I stayed with her Saturday night. Um, I stayed with her Sunday night, (laughs) Monday night, um, four nights. I stayed with my mom. Um, I think she officially came out and woke up a Sunday afternoon. Mm -hmm. Um and the whole time, you know, the big elephant in the room is I'm I'm supposed to go on this trip in five days. Yeah. Um and my dad and I would talk about it intermittently, you know, and both of us kind of knowing what mom would say if she were awake. Um she would not want me to stay back. She'd want me to go. She was so excited about this trip. In fact, one of the things I did while she was unconscious um was look through her Facebook to see what she'd posted recently. Um just to I just wanted to see where her mind was, where her spirit was right before mm. this happened. And so much of it was Marin's fully funded. Yay, you know, pray for Marin. She's going. And she's posting sure. links to MTU's website and mm. all this stuff. But I scrolled back a little further and um she had posted a scripture, I think it was actually on her time hop, so she must have posted it back in like 2015, and it came back to remind her, and she, she loved it so much, she reposted it, and it was a scripture in Psalms, the 126th chapter, mm-hmm. that said, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. Help me, Jesus. They weep as they go plant their their seed, but they come home laughing with armloads of blessing. And I had experienced this once before in my touring days where my son had gotten super sick and I was supposed to go to California to do some gigs and, you know, just the feeling of being so torn between a family member I love Mm -hmm. and the work I know I have to go do. And it was in that time of separation from my son while my son was sick and my husband was taking care of him, and it wasn't a big deal. My son wasn't hospitalized or anything, but it was—it was a hard enough time for my mom heart, my new mom heart, because my son was so young. Yeah. Um, I came home from that trip to California feeling like I had, like I've described this in concert so many times. I felt like I had arms full of souvenirs, like bags full of souvenirs on each arm. But they weren't physical souvenirs; they were stories and. Just the memories of what God did and all of the blessings that I came home with were so weighty. They felt like bags on my arms, like, Mm. look what God did. And I wrote a song in that moment to kind of commemorate that. And so here I was again, facing a very similar, but times a thousand situation of not just going to California and leaving my kid in Chicago, but going across the ocean and leaving my very sick mom in Chicago. Yeah. And she posts this verse about sowing while weeping and going in tears, but coming home laughing with armloads of blessing. This is what we mean when we say that the word is alive. There is no other book on the planet that could have spoken to my moment of need like the word just did with one scripture. And that was all I needed. Whether my mom was going to wake up or not, I knew I I have to go. Mm. The blessing is she did wake up and she prayed over me.
0: Mm. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
3: And I clutched her and just shook as I wept and she prayed over me. Blessings as I went, um, like just commence, you know, whatever. Um, and so it was in that strength, it was in the strength of the word, and the strength of my mom's faith, and a full trust that God is good, and I'm going to come home from this trip with armloads of blessing that I went. And now you've all heard just a little taste of what happened. And I I talked to my mom for four hours. This is not a four-hour podcast. Hmm. I could go on and on and on about the armloads of blessing that I have come home from this trip with. Um, hmm. So let that just be an encouragement, and let that be a testimony to what we're talking about with this bring your own Bible thing, mm. it's, it's life. It's strength for the journey. It's food for the journey. It never returns void. There's nothing else like it. So be encouraged y'all.
0: And we'll see you on the other side <laughs> of Sunday. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow, oh, man, Maren. Oh, that was so good. God is good. So
2: glad you're back. So you saw any cool movies on the plane?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I did actually. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about that on this pod. But
0: one of the uh, good things about hearing your story is that Grace Church sends out like dozens of trips with hundreds of people that are having similar experiences Mm -hmm. all summer. Mm -hmm. And so I wish we could invite everybody to talk about their experience going on these trips and experiencing God and.
4: And not just adults, our students. Oh, yeah, are, for sure.
0: Going out in droves doing this as well. So There's a trip right now. Cool. They're watching on Facebook Live. They're in uh, London. Yep.
2: Oh, cool. Oh, hi, guys. Hi.
3: <laughs> I love them. Yeah. I know who went there. Yeah. yeah. A good so, team. Lots yes. of fun folks.
0: Yeah. It's so cool to listen to your story because I know that that is a snapshot of all the people yep. that are being yes. impacted this summer. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. And it's a perfect te- segue because you just talked about the Psalms. That's what I do. Guess who else talked about the Psalms <laughs> last weekend? Amy Christie.
4: I'm an emotional person. <laughs> <laughs> Amy. I am.
0: So you spoke about the Psalms. We've gone through all kinds of books of the Bible. Yep. Um, BYOB, we're in week, I never know this,
4: eight. Eight. eight.
0: I think week, this was week eight. eight. Yep. And uh, you... you Talk to us about the Psalms yes. and a lot about how, um, they give us permission to feel different things.
4: And I loved it,
0: by the thank way, you. I sent you a text saying, yes, thank you. That was fantastic. An,
4: so nice, Tyler, yeah, get a kind and I mean, sweet text from you.
0: Yeah. It's I a didn't, rare, it's I a didn't expect I, I, to declare I that will, publicly, um, but
4: <laughs> <laughs> I will keep it forever and always. Can you read it? Like yes. out loud? Read so, the text
2: from Tyler? Yeah. Oh, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Not for Facebook. We can't. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Dear Amy, it was all right. Yeah, was <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. you. You spoke, you, you spoke
0: today. <laughs>
4: you spoke today. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. You were so good today. Such a gifted communicator. Awesome job. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. High praise! You from, did it. From TV you really did it. That Tyler sounded Bender. genuine. It, it did. Oh, yeah! And I didn't that even have a snarky sounded... response. What? I couldn't even come up with yep. anything. I was just like, "Thanks, smiley face we, emoji." <laughs> <laughs> That's what we
0: it. went there. We did we it. We
4: did. We were kind.
0: Yep. So you talked about Psalm fifty-one. Yeah. World behind, world of, yep. and world in front of the text, and um, we don't need. I don't want to go into the details of all the worlds, but. Right. Um. If you wanna, if you wanna hear that or listen to that, and you missed last week's sermon, the message is online, so you yes. can go, go, go listen or watch Amy um, give this great sermon. But you talked the basically David wrote this psalm in a time of his life where it's just complete chaos, and he is worst like low of the low. Yeah, right. He's a mess. Okay, so last time you spoke, you spoke about oh my David. Gosh, I
4: can't get away from David. Yeah. David, David, David. It's my fault, I think. (laughs) It's okay. It it was great. Did you choose Psalms? Nope. Oh no! Yeah. Well, I you, did you said you want to do psalms. psalms? I said I did not want to do the law. Okay. <laughs> at first, that's I was scheduled for the law, and I looked at Barry, and I was like, "Oh, please don't make me do the law." And then somehow he was like, "Well, what do you want to do?" And I was like, I'll "David take and Bathsheba." I'll take a parable. I'll yeah. take the psalms. I'll take even an epistle, but please don't make me do the law. Yeah. So he's doing the law because that's the way Barry is. He's, yeah. He is. I can't kind of not wait. wait. to take one for the team, Barry. No, he no. loves it. That's <laughs> what I one I was like. <laughs> Please don't let
2: me do something that everybody. Yeah, right. no, I was yeah. Like, no he, he, like, he's, law. he's law, like gung ho about law. it. So I was yeah.
4: like,
0: oh, so much better for you to yeah. do the law. <laughs> yeah. So and you, you talked a lot about. Um, you're an emotional person. Yeah. You. um psalms are a book of the Bible that includes like a range of all kinds of emotions. And so it really was kind of perfect for you to talk about.
4: It was, it was. was. And, and Barry picked Psalm 51. I, I didn't pick that. And he actually, didn't you say in hindsight, you weren't actually going to pick Psalm 51. You were going to pick a different one or was that always the plan? I think
2: I, I went through, I picked Psalm 51 and then you said you wanted to do Psalms. And I was like, uh, okay, that's yeah. perfect. So yeah. I went ahead and I left I, it. The reason I picked it is because it has such a clear world behind and a world up because yes. it yeah. connects oh, to another so, part of scripture yes. so easily. So yeah. I picked it for that reason. But well,
4: and yeah. um, I the very first time I ever spoke, I, I chose David to speak about because we were doing mm-hmm. Heroes of the Bible. And I Dave said, pick what you want. And I was like, oh, thank you. Like I've never mm-hmm. spoken before <laughs> ever. And now I have to pick the person. And so, and then the whole David and Bathsheba thing came up with the Me Too sermon. And mm-hmm. then I had this psalm and I was like, clearly there's some kind of thread line going yeah. through here that that I must, there must be something I'm supposed to get out of mm-hmm. all of this. But, um, but it did make i felt like i could very thoroughly speak on this because i've done so much background already yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to get here so
0: so he's writing this psalm is psalm 51 uh basically as from what i'm understanding uh, a prayer of repentance to god for all the stuff he's done mm-hmm. with Bathsheba and her husband and yeah, the confrontation from Nathan awful
4: terrible horrible sin. yeah <laughs> like, yeah okay. about as bad as you can get
0: yeah. so it's a prayer of rep- repentance yeah. and uh you kind of outline the steps mm-hmm. that if we're going to repent these are kind of the steps of what that means yep. um, at
4: first glance i would i would have said before i i dug in a little deeper is oh this is just a great way to show us the emotion of Guilt and feeling bad and sorry for my sin, and what can, but then when I was reading it, and that God was really giving it to us as a lesson mm-hmm. in how to repent, that was mm-hmm. kind of a little bit eye opening to me. Like I didn't think of it in those terms. So that's when I kind of turned the corner and I was like, okay, so I'm going to look at this then through those eyes of this is how to repent. This is yeah. not only just the words, but this is teaching you what you have to do in order to fully yeah. repent of.
0: And um, it really made me realize that maybe I've never repented because that's some prettiest. <laughs>
2: <that's laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you've repented at least a little well, bit. Well, as good
0: yeah. as I know, right?
4: But when you're like, looking. If, this,
0: if these are the rules of repentance, I'm like, I've never done
4: that. Well, but I know sin that is. Order. I know in that sin order. Is, I know sin is sin. Yeah. Right? Right. But let's be honest. There's degrees of And David's, his repentance for what he did was going to be, I mean, the lower you dig yourself, the harder it's going to be, the harder the work is going to be to get yourself out of it. And that, that he has dug himself a very deep sin hole that he's going to need to get (laughs) out of. And so, yeah, it was, I mean, when he's saying created me a clean heart, he's, he means a whole shebang, like my whole heart is a mess mm-hmm. yeah he's
2: i love i mean this is what i love about the psalms is how because they're poetry the imagery is so evocative yep. and so deep and it's for him to say i recognize my rebellion it haunts me day and night you get this image of him unable to sleep, sleep. pacing the halls yes. just overwhelmed with his own
3: have you ever felt like that i have felt yeah. like <laughs> I, have, I have felt well like that. i sleep I like a will baby the first
2: time i sin.
1: Ooh, oh, Jesus. oh my god that's a Jesus. joke that is Bang. a joke Bang. no yeah that's whack get him
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You feel that way, (laughs) especially if it, for different people, it's probably different things for me. If I ever cause someone public embarrassment or if I shame somebody and I, oh yeah, that'll keep me. I'll be in knots. I'm in knots sometimes. Your stomach's in. in And
4: then I will say this too, as, as a parent, Mm. you you will also feel that kind of pain for your kid. If your kid is in any kind of yeah. cycle of sin or something that you're seeing mm-hmm. that they can't, that they are either unwilling or incapable, you will lay, a, you will, it will haunt you day and night. Yeah. If as they're well. in a sin hole. If they, <laughs> that's going to be a new, it's new. It's a buzzword now. <laughs> yeah. it's turned, I've turned in. Get it's a new, sin hole. new yeah. catchphrase.
0: So the steps to repentance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge the goodness of God and his unfailing love. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two acknowledge your own sin. Yeah. Number three, acknowledge that the true sin you've committed is against God. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Number four, ask God to purify or forgive you. Yeah. And number five, make God lots of promises that you'll never do it again.
4: Yeah. No, I'm kidding about that. (laughs) I was going to say the hard work of repentance, but then that you will take what you've learned from this and what you've gained from it and help others return others who are having the same problems or other problems return to him. And then ultimately that you will proclaim his goodness and praise him for the work he's done in your life.
3: And isn't this supposed to be like for us to have as, as an example and to practice corporately, like when it says for the director of music, a Psalm Mm -hmm. of David.
0: Yeah. What's up with that?
3: that's what I was curious about. Like looking into, it is a book of deeply felt inward prayer, but many of these were put to music mm-hmm. and meant for corporate purposes. Um, one I of the, saw
0: that and I was like, Oh, this is for Marin. I don't need to pay attention.
3: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have done the same. Um, there was one of the cross references I came along, um, was second Chronicles 29 mm-hmm. verse 30. Um, so I guess this would be a world of the text yeah. sort of yep. thing. Um, and it says, moreover, King Hezekiah and the leaders commanded the Levites to sing praise to the Lord with the words of David and of Asaph, another one of the psalm writers. So they sang praises with gladness and bowed their heads and worshiped. So they were employing these yes. in yeah. their courts of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine singing this one? <laughs> no. <laughs> right? I well, Same problem
0: with this that I had with Paul's poetry. It's like, none of this rhymes. I can't right. sing this. I don't know.
2: Well, yeah, I, the Amy, you touched on this, but the, these Psalms, they were, many of them were in existence before the exile, but in the exile, these songs became one of the only ways that most Israelites could maintain their connection to their religious heritage mm. um, because a lot of their texts were destroyed, yeah. a lot of their, you know, it, it was chaos and so they would when they weren't allowed to read their holy texts or whatever they would sing songs in Hebrew which none of the Babylonians knew so they could sing these songs Without as a way of, Yeah and and it's divided up into five sections. Mm-hmm. Some people say those are meant to mirror the Torah, the five books of the Torah. Like these are, mm. this was a way like in musical form to hold on to their faith as they went through the trial of the, of the exile. And so afterwards it became such an integral part of what their worship looked like and how they, how they interacted with God that it became sort of codified. And you started having these, these little, uh, superscriptions or whatever they're called beforehand. Like this is to be mm. sung with, uh, what's the, the one that we're looking oh, at later right. a sheminith a sheminith yeah which may may or may eight, not be an a type instrument stringed instrument or yeah. eight, an eight eight
3: note eight note lowest note
2: something yeah. nobody knows but like it'll give all these instructions because for the people of Israel after the exile this became just a part of so their... david didn't mean it to be a song no he did he was oh, a he poet did. i mean poets write for people to read okay. and as a king if he wrote this uh, when he wrote this it was meant to be done in you know,
0: for the for the nation to understand and for the nation to use. Do you think but, he wrote it and then the Israelites like made up the song and he was like, that's not how it goes. That's,
4: how it goes. <laughs> that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Major key, not minor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think this would be in a major key. No, I don't
4: either. <laughs> no. I think minor actually works really well. Oh, yes.
0: okay. So what? I, when I was listening to you speak, I was like, it, it struck me. And even reading the scripture, I was like, Man, I should write my prayers down more. Do you guys write your prayers down? No. Sometimes.
4: Yeah. I don't. It I, depends. I mean, I, I'll write down some, I, I will sometimes say what I'm praying for cause, so mm-hmm. I can look back later and say, oh, I got a clear answer on that thing, but I yeah. don't write them like this, like, yeah. like poetry kind of.
3: I have, especially have. when I'm feeling like that.
4: Really?
0: Like
3: when it's like a big old heavy prayer,
4: yeah.
0: like
3: it helps me to stay to write it down. Hmm.
0: Have you looked back on that? Yes. And what happens?
3: I have a lot to look back on. <laughs> okay. I've been writing down prayers for decades now, but um some of it is what David must have felt looking back on this, like, wow, I remember what it was like to be there. Whew, thank you for that. You know, mm. thank you for your mercy. Look at how far you've brought me since that dark hour when I felt like that, you know. Um, that was something that kind of stuck out to me throughout this sermon is just, I, I carry a repentant heart. So, you know, my sin is always before me. Like I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, and to like, once you, once you have been delivered or forgiven and, and you get a taste of what hope it feels like and is like, and then you just, you carry that in your heart forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and it keeps you humble for sure. Um, and keeps you focused on the reason you're still standing, keeps you focused on the Lord. Hmm. Yeah.
0: And Amy, what did you want people to walk away with this last weekend?
4: It was really simple. I had two, two things that I wanted people to walk away. Um, I need to do this and I can do this. Read the Bible and understand
0: it and feel. I
4: wanted people to walk away saying, Oh, number one, this book is life changing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else on the planet that will change my life like this. I believe that wholeheartedly, and I can totally do this. Yeah, this is not. I I can. I can look, read this book, and dig into it and learn something and gain something from Mm -hmm. it. And it will. And possibly, it will change me if I allow it to. So that's that. That was really. Mm Really, simply, what I wanted to do, well, yeah, I brought this this you can't really see it, podcast listeners, but
3: my daughter was sitting next to me in service, and, as she often does, she writes um, little comics, um, she draws depictions of what you're saying, so I brought this to show you when you were touching on the uh, Nathan portion of this story of David and Bathsheba she writes this two frame little comic with like essentially a speech bubble coming down from above that would be God saying tell him he messed up dude
0: <laughs> come on and dude. Here's,
3: here's little Nathan saying yes God And then the next frame is Nathan with angry brows pointing at King David saying, You messed up, dude. And King David is repenting. So I love it. She got that. Nailed it. And this part is a little bit messier. I had to have her explain it to me, but she drew a heart that's torn and battered and dirty and has the word sin. And then someone with a spray bottle in their hand and a rag saying, Let's get down to business.
4: Yes. Awesome.
3: And the spray bottle is mercy. And the rag is love. Whoa! And she got that from your sermon. That Amy. is so
0: awesome. What's the bottle full full of mercy? Mercy. Spray some mercy on you, mercy. and then rub it
4: with love and love. Oh, all right, that's a little really, bit of wind. Really, thanks, yeah. really <laughs> cool. Wow,
0: that sounds a little unsanitary, but
4: <laughs> I love it. I just think <laughs> that's so cool that she number one listens like that. Like, but that's just
3: one example. Like, whether or not a child is drawing these things out or not, that's just to say that you you are a clear communicator. Mm-hmm. and you're clearly communicating the rightly divided Word of God, the message yeah. of God
4: so it was you. It was really a great joy this weekend. And um what was really cool is Annie, who turned fifteen on Sunday. whoa. It was her birthday. I gave her a shout out. It got I Because I, could, cause I wasn't being because ta- I wasn't being videotaped, you know, for the campuses yeah. on Sunday. So I did say happy birthday to her because. I mean, you were streaming to hundreds of people, but who would okay. have no they idea were, who you're talking like, about. But. I told, said it was my daughter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she had a sleepover on Saturday night with a bunch of girls over on the west side of, of Carmel. And um, she brought them all to church with her. Cool. So she had like nice. eight, eight of her girlfriends here. She said, you guys got to come to church. You'll love it. And my mom's speaking. And so all these girls came to church and I just loved that. And so one of them was like, um, I run the FCA fellowship of Christian athletes, um, at, at the high school. Would you come speak for free? Oh, sure. Yeah. For free. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Just looking and for those I honorariums. Like, <laughs> I, just, I was like, how cool is that? Like, it just was cool. Awesome? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, just it, like, it's not a big deal. They have all sorts of speakers yeah. come from all over the place. You're but super athletic. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally <laughs> speak to athletes. Just ask my kids. I'm, yeah. I'm a super athlete. But I just thought it was so no, cool yeah, that she, great. that she thought it was awesome to, that these girls could come to church yeah, with her and she wanted she them to come. Yeah, that she invited them is huge. And I just loved that there were young women out there watching a woman live into her calling mm-hmm. and knew and sat there and thought, if there's one girl in the room that was like, huh, I didn't, I'm i not sure I knew that was possible. Mm. Yeah. It is. Yeah, right on. I just love it. I love it's it. awesome. Love it. That's fun. It is yeah. fun. <laughs> it's fun. Talking about sad emotions is yeah. fun.
0: Well, you did talk about vulnerability. Yeah. And that is something I want to talk before we move on to the next segment. Vulnerability. This is something, I don't know if you guys have always seen the value of and like embrace, but I definitely haven't. And so to hear somebody from a pulpit Mm. speaking on the importance of feeling and emotion and that God gives us permission to do these Mm -hmm. things and be mad and uh, question um, and be vulnerable in front of him was super important for me to hear. And so I wonder um for you guys what what about vulnerability is so important for everybody to understand
2: yeah well i think first of all you you touched on this just then but one of the things that i love that I think ties so much of this together. When you talk about emotions and you talk about the Psalms, because these are not Psalms that are teaching you propositional truths or that are making theological claims, they are are expressing the deepest emotions welling up from the heart of a human. These are emotions that every human Mm -hmm. experiences from rage and joy and, and all these things. So you can have anyone in any culture... Getting some, some sort of emotional connection to this and anyone of any age. And you could have your daughter drawing, drawing pictures and connecting the spray bottle of mercy. Like she, you know, that's what I love about this. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to vulnerability, I think personally, vulnerability is one of the most terrifying things to, as a part of being human. Being vulnerable means being open to attack, being Mm -hmm. open to. To someone else's influence, Mm -hmm. and we spend so much of our energy in our lives avoiding any chance of being vulnerable because we don't want. And that's why we we don't usually put ourselves in places that are going to make us emotionally spent. That's why we don't open ourselves up to people with with things that we don't want other people to know. We want because it 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 reduces our ability to control the situation. And so, being vulnerable in front of God. Especially with our own sins or whatever, that's when it gets down to business. Because that's when you're basically saying, "Look, I am giving up my ability to fix my own problems. Yeah. I'm giving up my own my ability to to handle this, and I'm putting all of it in your hands. Do with me whatever you want, whatever you feel is best." That's terrifying. Yeah. And I I have no I no doubt that most people would shy away from doing that yeah. most of the time.
4: What I find terrifying about it is because our only example for our tangible example is so broken like our 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 relationships with each other mm-hmm. almost always if you're vulnerable in some way at some point you are gonna get hurt yeah being vulnerable yeah. with each other somewhere along the line you're gonna get hurt and for some people hurt really bad mm-hmm. right and so I think a lot of people equate, vulnerability with God in the same way. Sure. If I open myself up, I I could I could get hurt. Yeah. Not not fully understanding that no, there's no hurt coming that way. Right. It is complete healing and mercy and love. There may be some hard stuff that you're going to have to do along the way when you're talking about repentance and stuff, but he won't fail you. He won't fail you like humans will fail you. It is okay and safe to be vulnerable with him. But our examples for many people are our earthly relationships. Mm -hmm. And even in the best of relationships, at some point, you're probably going to, in your vulnerability, feel hurt or scorned or whatever you want, whatever word you want to use. And so I think that makes it really hard for people, too, is they don't know. They don't know that this is a safe place to, to do that.
2: Right. And in verse 17 of the psalm we just read, it says, you will not reject a broken and repentant heart. Mm-hmm. So that's the character of that God. Right. And yet, who wants to be vulnerable ever? Yeah, right. That's, that's so
0: weird. It's so weird that like, hmm. that's, that's what we know. But so many of us are like, oh, I'm too scared. You know, yeah, yeah. like myself included, like I'm reading this and I, th- I'm thinking to myself, would I want If I was David and I wrote this down, would I want this published for the rest of eternity about all my sins and sins against God? The answer is no, I wouldn't. Right. But he's, I mean, we know that God's not going to turn away a repentant heart, but still there's stuff inside of us. that's like, "Mm, I'm not so sure. That's such a weird.
4: And I think it's also when I was looking at the, the, process of repentance through this step two where you have to admit that you did something wrong
1: Mm -hmm. and actually
4: take full responsibility for that Mm -hmm. that's vulnerability nobody wants to do that like nobody wants to do that like that is i'll just skip
0: skip straight to four right vulnerability
4: is a scalpel right and it
3: opens us up to being able to receive a clean heart Mm -hmm. a new heart Um, One of the words I got hung up on was the translation we used said, renew a loyal spirit within me, where I'd always sung the song, renew a right spirit within me. Right, So I go ahead, new King James. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Come on, y'all. New King James. Um, But I looked up all the different words and it was loyal spirit, right spirit, steadfast spirit, Mm. constant spirit. Then I cross-referenced that with uh, Ezekiel. Then I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. But we can't get that without vulnerability. No, we can't get that without humility. Mm -mm. And David had to be vulnerable to, uh, receive the harsh word of Nathan and then humble enough to accept it. Yes. And, lay his soul bare and we're enjoying it all these, you know, years later.
0: (laughs) We're enjoying him laying his soul bare.
3: (laughs) But it's teaching us what it takes to have and maintain a steadfast, constant, loyal, (laughs) right spirit. Um, One of the verses that I loved um, in the same passage said, you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. I'm a worship leader. I don't want to offer him sacrifices in any spirit that is not the right spirit. And so Mm -hmm. that's why that jumped off the page to me. That's my world in front of the text here. It's like, I don't want any of this to be in vain. Mm -mm. This is not, this is hard work. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to go through all of the things that are involved in doing this work, I don't want any of that. Not one second of it Mm -hmm. be in vain. Mm -hmm. So the sacrifice that you're pleased with, the sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of worship in my case, is one that comes from a right spirit. So, okay, you say you'll give me that right spirit. Um, You say that in Ezekiel. Um, Yeah, just I'm opening myself up to that. What does that mean? And okay, Lord, vulnerability is the scalpel that opens me up to (laughs) receiving a right spirit. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Say what you will about David and all of his mistakes. He ensured that, for the rest of time, humans would know what happened to him mm-hmm. and how he how he went through that process mm-hmm. of opening himself up to God. Yeah. That's why he wrote this psalm. He could have papered it over. He could have rewritten the history. Mm-hmm. He made sure this was left for future generations. Yep.
4: I'm in the middle of reading the book, uh, is it The Secret Chord. Uh, that's, it's the, and I was going to bring it up cause I was going to say, you know, sometimes too, you can find books that are like, um, fiction, fiction, but based on, it's based on David's life from Nathan's perspective. Oh yeah. And it's, I, I've started it. Um, I think it's the secret chord I always want to say the broken chord but I'm pretty sure it's the secret chord Anyway, um, it is fascinating because David commands Nathan to go and, and, um, find out, he wants him to find out everything about David from the time he was a little boy. So he's going in interviewing basically um, David's oldest brother, his mother, and it is a fascinating look Hmm. at, and, and it's fictional. And yet there, you know, there's so much stuff in scripture that we don't get so many details that, and it's based very deeply in the scriptures. So you believe that This is happening. This could be, but it's so interesting and it's such a different way of, I mean, it's a, it's a novel. So for people that enjoy novels, it would be, it would be a cool way for you to, after you've read the scripture, have another, another way of looking at the story. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, it's very fascinating. It's really, sounds like a beach read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It actually might not be a a little heavy for beach, but not, but not too heavy. All right. I think. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Are we moving? Cause Let's I have, move on. Well, I one Amy's got to go. I have, no, I have, oh. yeah, I'm really busy, you guys. Um, okay, so somebody asked me this. And I didn't really have a great answer, which I probably should have. But so, Barry, I'm going to ask you your thoughts. Oh, here we go. Hey, Maren and I are sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And Maren and Tyler. Certain sorry. thoughts have to go straight to Barry. <laughs> so it's verse it's verse 11. Yeah. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Yes. And this, the person that was asking me about this was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. My understanding was that the Holy Spirit was left with us when Jesus ascended and yeah. said I now leave you with something better, the Holy yep. Spirit. Yep. Um I kind of looked it up then a little bit and and found that there were times in the Old Testament that God gave the spirit to certain people at certain times. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted I wanted for the for the listener, maybe there's others that that care, but uh what would what would your take beyond that.
2: Yeah. So this was a thousand years before Jesus. Right. Uh, The the profound shift that happens with the, with Pentecost, with the coming of the Holy Spirit is that God's spirit comes to permanently dwell and reside in those who follow Christ before that. Yeah. Throughout the old Testament, you see instances of God's spirit. Uh, dwelling, being with one person right. for a while mm-hmm. and then leaving the person, the God's spirit was with, with, with King Saul for a while, I believe. And then he took the spirit away. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's a common thread. The, the, I mean, this is one of those things that theologians will debate about right. forever and sure. ever. like, how could the spirit act differently here and here? But right. the, the one thing you can say is, yeah, now we have the spirit within us and it, and it is permanent and right. it is, it is, the moment we choose to to surrender, surrender our lives yeah. to Christ we are transformed and the spirit is within mm-hmm. us period
4: right yeah okay that that was kind of my my answer yeah. but, um but but not that detailed so i was yeah. like i'm going to i'm going to do my friend a solid and ask Ask when we get on the pod.
1: Yeah,
0: good. So, so that, all the rest of us can know now too.
4: <laughs> Whether you care. We'll,
0: we'll just keep this private Tyler, conversation you, between you, you and a, you and, a, you it and was, Barry.
4: It was a very close friend. I promised Tyler I wouldn't say that it was no. It wasn't. What?
0: Yeah. Asked, were you the
2: friend? Were you the friend? No.
4: No. He knew that.
2: He knew. Amy was
0: talking about herself, guys. Yeah.
2: I'm asking for a friend. I'm no. just asking yeah. for a friend. Okay, Let's so. Say,
0: Sorry. Thank you, Amy, for the message. Thanks. It was feelings, vulnerability, repentance. Mm-mm-mm. I can eat that all day. <laughs> 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 Let's move on to this week's homework. Uh, Psalm twelve, right? Yeah. I got it right this week.
4: Yeah. Okay. I last week, last week I uh, today
0: read the wrong wrong. Yes. When
4: Marin comes back, you're fully prepared <laughs> yep. for the pod. <laughs> yep.
0: Very prepared. So, um, we're going to talk about world behind. World of... World in front of the text because Barry already had a Facebook event this morning. Wait, what? What? Oh, tomorrow guys, morning, guys. We've every done time. this. We're on we this episode like we're on episode time. like forty-six. But it's always and it's taken us forty-six <laughs> episodes to understand. <laughs> hey, you know what? But if you the pod I comes am out live, it's tomorrow. Yeah. The and I'm not on, Tuesday. on all
4: the time, So cut me a little slack.
0: <laughs> if you're a friend of the pod, you know that it comes out on Tuesdays. <laughs> I
4: understand these things.
0: We record on a theory. Monday, so when I say today. <laughs> <laughs> to anybody listening other than Facebook. It's like
4: we're taping the Ellen show when she does three shows in one day and it's she has exact- to keep it straight. It
0: is exactly like taping the Ellen show. <laughs>
4: it is. We're getting that popular. The pod is getting that popular, we're, you guys. Okay. Psalm 12. I'm gonna, I I'm going to kind of include myself. We're. Yeah, I, we. Not, just not so fast. You four. are. Not so you fast. Are. Four weeks. You're one of four us. Four
1: weeks.
0: <laughs> I'm going to read the psalm Do and it. then we can just jump right into the world behind the text, okay? All right. Got it. Psalm 12, verse 1. Help, O Lord, for the godly are fast disappearing. The faithful have vanished from the earth. Neighbors lie to each other, speaking with flattering lips and deceitful hearts. May the Lord cut off their flattering lips and silence their boastful tongues. They say, we will lie to our hearts content. Our lips are our own. Who can stop us? The Lord replies, I have seen violence done to the helpless and I have heard the groans of the poor. Now I will rise up to rescue them as they have longed for me to do. The Lord's promises are pure like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. Therefore, Lord, we know you will protect the oppressed, preserving them forever from this lying generation, even though the wicked strut about and evil is praised throughout the land. That was the right.
2: That was the right one. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay. Every time I start reading scripture like publicly, um, and I see people like pick their heads up and look at me, I'm like, oh, I'm reading the wrong thing <laughs> or I'm in a different tra- Okay. Or
4: you're just not reading it very well.
0: Yeah. Or I'm, yeah. I'm like,
4: <laughs> did kidding. I reverse you're something?
2: Kidding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I picked this one for two reasons. One, it's short. Yep. And two, it's very different than Psalm 51. Yep. So not, different. It's not about personal mm-hmm. relationship with God, it's about, I like this it's about one. injustice. Yeah. It's about. Like cutting
0: off lips, yeah, lip
2: cutting, cutting off.
4: off lips, and I just like the way we will lie to our hearts' content. Like it's is that like,
0: how you interpret them reading, like yeah, saying that?
4: I love it. it. <laughs> I think they're totally sassy about it. Like said, <laughs> we will lie to our hearts' content. Hey, our lips are our, our own. Lips are owned. <laughs> own. Who can stop us? We're just. Gonna, it says in the at the end they're strutting around, strutting, yep. strutting. Beat yep. haters. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> haters, back off. Yeah. They're like, we'll lie. What right. want
0: to do? So world behind the text. What's going on at this time? Well, okay. I got to point
2: out one thing. When it says a Psalm of David, it may be a Psalm that David wrote, or it may be a Psalm in the style or in the, in the memory of David. Mm-hmm. So that's just to be clear. So there's not in, I mean, Psalm 51, hundred percent. David wrote that right. one. That's his Psalm. This one, uh, it could be, just a Psalm that is in the tradition of David or something like that. Or he could have written it himself.
0: I forgot to say that this is for the choir director. So Kendra, I hope you're listening.
2: <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, all that to say, all that to say, regardless in, in whether David wrote this or it was written subsequent to him. Uh, this is the cry of the, of the people of God from generation to generation, especially in ancient Israel. When, when, when it was so hard to find people who consistently followed the law and consistently obeyed the commands of God, it was so people were so constantly tempted Mm -hmm. to lie, to, to increase their own material wealth or to oppress other people for the sake of uh, getting ahead in the world and not reflecting the really, really um, equal and loving
0: sort of law that God had put in place. So, it, so David time traveled to 2018 yeah, and well, wrote yeah. this for yeah, really. us. Yeah. Yep. Okay. World of the text, right? Or is there, what There's else? There's a is, couple
2: things we could point out. Yeah, uh, let's point it out. Silver refined in a fire. Um, oh yeah. That's one of the ways that they would make silver purified. Cause when you, when you or get the silver ore out of the ground it's going to have a ton of impurities a ton of other stuff in it so to do it seven times yeah. the number seven at the time meant um, completion it meant t- t- taking something all the way to the end so purifying it again and again and again taking away everything that's mm-hmm. pure by the end it's so pure it's it's ideal and so
0: okay so they're
2: uh, very familiar with that like yeah, the a- that image would have been one that people would have been like oh wow that's mm-hmm. yeah this really is pure. really good yeah, yeah
3: and for us to pay attention when we see the number seven, In scripture. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. Because it's what he was saying. It's like the Hebrew number of completion, like Mm -hmm. perfection.
2: Yeah. Seven and 40. Both kind of have that role. All right.
0: Yeah. World of the text. Okay. World of the text. Fly through it. Fly through it. All right. What do you got? (laughs) <laughs> world of the text, Marin, right, in case I you forgot, I, since I did, you've been gone. First, yeah, Most, like, I
3: would have said that the crucible thing was world of. It but is. That's world it's behind, both. No, it's it? both.
0: It's world
2: behind because it's like something they did back then, but right. it's also world of because that's an image that you see a bunch in other
3: places. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Thank Refining you. Refining in a furnace is everywhere in scripture. Keep looking for it. Sorry, You'll guys, find it. Sorry,
3: guys. I have it. to pause to wave at my friend Lali.
2: No, Marin. Doing it. Doing it. <laughs> all right i'm gonna have to edit that out <laughs> uh, um, one of the world of the text aspects that often it works great in poetry which is like a third of the bible uh, but doesn't work so well in like narrative necessarily is to actually look at the verse and the and see how uh, ideas are repeated hebrew poetry in particular uses this a lot they repeat certain things and i noticed this i don't know if there's anything to it but i noticed that if you look at Verses 1, 2, and 3, uh, it shows the faithful have vanished from the earth. That's a, something that you see with your eyes. Uh, neighbors lie, speaking with flattering lips. That's something that you hear. You hear the lies, you hear the speaking. And the third one, uh, may the Lord cut off their flattering lips and silence them. That's an action. So there's a seeing, mm. there's hearing, and then there's an action. And when you look at verse 5, It says, I have seen violence done to the helpless. I have heard the groans of the Mm. poor. Now I will rise up to rescue them. Don't know what that means. I just think it's neat. It's cool poetry. When you see like those kinds of things repeated, those are, you can look for that in Hebrew poetry. You'll find it all the time. That kind of stuff. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I also, I don't know if this is anything, but it seems like there's a rhythm to what he's talking about. It's like. Complain. He's complaining to God in the first two verses, right? He's complaining, and then he's telling God what he wants God to do. God responds to the complaint, and then it always ends worshiping God for because He will come through for justice or something. Like mm-hmm. it seems like that is a is a, a familiar rhythm of how a lot, some of these psalms are written. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm going to complain, I'm going to tell you what I want you're going to respond and then I'm going to worship you. Is that accurate or no?
2: Yeah. It, there's different like styles of Psalms and people go to, they spend all the time trying to classify them into this genre or that. Uh, but, but yeah, very common when you get a supplication Psalm like this, where they're asking the God, asking God for help that it, it will follow up something like that. They'll explain what the problem is and they'll beg God to do something. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, look, we, we know you're going to come through for us because yeah. that's who you are.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was in,
0: um, Amy, can you, uh, speak into the mic?
2: Oh,
4: (laughs) I was comfortable in my seat. So I was, um,
0: it's like professionals here.
4: I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I'm very sorry about that. Um, I think it was in golden Gay's overview of the Psalms that I was reading that they fall into basically four categories. Um, you are great. Mm hmm saying to god you are great help was another one hmm. uh the third was i trust you and the fourth was thank you i thought that was that's really cool i, I haven't heard that, that was really interesting and, and yeah. he said it as like um first we say to god and to one another he put in parentheses you are great so he he just put it he that was in just his overview piece of the psalms that i read in that in the books that we have out in the lobby, which everybody should look at because they're very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, like this one, this one, Amy? Yes, like <laughs> that this study Bible. One.
2: NIV cultural <laughs> background study Bible. Yes,
4: they're, they're, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, this, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And
2: another thing to notice when you're reading a psalm like this, world of the text, is to look at what are the other psalms around it about. Mm-hmm. And in this case, they're almost like, almost all of them are like, God, help the the wicked are doing terrible things yeah. i'm in desperate need and it's that's it's sort of the th- theme of this section of the psalms
4: yeah and i i will just reiterate too for people the the 9 minute um bible project video on the psalms is awesome yeah. i mean if you want to understand 9 minutes
2: that's why that's why
4: that's why i didn't show it in service but 9 <laughs> minutes is not that long for the average person it's a, it's the same as a youtube youtuber video they're actually longer than that <laughs> So anyway,
0: <laughs> YouTuber
2: what video. What is a YouTuber
0: video?
4: You know people that are on YouTube.
0: Insta because I know those things.
4: Anyway, um no, but that it's very it's very helpful. A YouTuber video. <laughs> what do you call it?
0: I'm going to go get on the YouTuber.
4: <laughs> Sinhole. I can't say YouTuber. Sinhole. What? I can't say that. You, she, she's a YouTuber. All right. I am not a YouTuber. I'm not a YouTuber either. But my kids have said I'm watching. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Anyway, all I'm saying is the Bible Project is really good, right. and it gives you a very concise view overview of the Psalms as a whole. Sin whole Yeah. They've got
2: <laughs> the Bible Project has some really great YouTuber videos. Yeah.
3: <laughs> One question I had, which was Never helpful as I dug into this, um, I'm I'm reading all of this a Psalm of David. Um, talking about the poor and the needy. And I'm like, why would a King spend so much time talking about the poor and the needy? Um, why would a King, why would that matter to a King? But then as I tried to look up the background of this, it said it was written, um, in Saul's reign. Mm -hmm. So who was David during the time of Saul's reign? And right. why would he be so sensitive to the plight of the poor and needy?
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Last born shepherd boy. And then a little bit later, he was the oppressed guy fugitive being hunted by the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. got plenty of plenty of stuff to talk about from that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Good observation. And then
3: who would that make him as a king? You know, maybe that's why he was so receptive to Nathan's story of then he stole the young guy's sheep or the, the guy's only sheep that he cared for, let him eat out of his own cereal bowl, right. you know, and right. then the king slaughtered that sheep right. and David says, kill the man. Like, right. That because hell. I used
2: to be the man <laughs> yeah. that was the poor on the yes. poor side of the spectrum. Yeah. And well, now and I realize I've become, I've become the, the wicked man.
4: Yeah, And you know, the book I was telling you about. It's fiction, everybody. I'm not saying that. You this did is, say that three times. This is times. the gospel, but there there's a theory in there about um, David's uh, how he was viewed by his father Jesse, hmm. and that that he was really shunned by his what, father. Uh, as what the book in the Bible is that in? I told you it's not. <laughs> on oh, my word! It is a very interesting theory, though. If that were the case how that shaped him as the man that he became in yeah. all sorts of ways. If he, the being the youngest and being shoved out with the, the sheep, as opposed to living in the home, it was just, it's a very interesting, interesting theory. Hmm. I, cool. I found it very interesting and you know, I like drama, so it, it makes for a, <laughs> a good story, but it would, exp- I mean, you know, our relationships with our parents and the way that we're raised and stuff very much, you know, um, sometimes dictates who yeah. we are or, or informs who we become. So Anyway, that's just a little little fictional tidbit. I didn't say it was from the Bible.
0: <laughs> what about world in front of the text?
3: Do I care about the plight of the poor and needy? That was, do you? Probably one of the, yes, actually, I do. Um, but no, that if it if it matters enough to David to write a psalm about it. Yeah. If injustice matters enough to David, To write a psalm about it, does it matter that much to me? Mm. That's one of my world in front of the text takeaways.
2: I think mine is just, yeah, like uh, God. I know you're going to protect the oppressed, preserving them forever from this lying generation. Like I know that I'm going to hold on to that, even when it feels like, even when it feels like the wicked strut around, the wicked strut about, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. evil is praised throughout the land. I have to hold on to the promise just like refined silver the promises of god are pure and so i'm going to maintain hope and optimism mm-hmm. in the midst of a very wicked time
4: yes yes i would totally that that's the part that hit me too mm-hmm. and one I mean, day
0: god will cut off their lips Totally cut
3: them off. Right. It's okay to be angry about injustice. Yes. Yeah, right. This is, you know, Amy said in her sermon that the Psalms give us permission to wrestle with God, permission to question, permission to um or it shows us words to be angry with God. This is one of those. Yeah. Words to be angry, not so much with God, but just with the, the, the flattering that, yeah. lips and the boastful tongues and uh the the wicked who freely strut. This is yep. this is a tone
4: of Dissatisfaction, yeah. And, and come anger. on, seriously, when was this written, and what is completely applicable to today? I mean, like this is yeah. the world we live in. When Hell you read it. that la- that last phrase, "the wicked strut around and you know evil is praised," that yeah. that is the, that's where we live. That is this the era we're living in, and so it is a bit of hope yep. in the midst of that. And I believe a challenge maybe not a direct, but an indirect challenge to us as the ones living now with the Holy spirit dwelling in us, that we are called to be part of this forging ahead for mm. the oppressed and for the least of these. And we're not to sit back and passively just say, well, the land's evil and they're strutting around. We're supposed, supposed to be part of the solution. Yeah. So. No, that's good.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I was struck by the comparison between like the first half of this Psalm is like how terrible the words of men are. Mm. And then the second part is how pure mm. or great the words of the Lord are. Yeah. And mm. I don't think I'm an evil person, but I'm, I'm mm. thinking, I mean, I get, I, his I lips, live, his I live lips, on the edge. Okay? His lips are his own guys. <laughs> right. his, he can keep do what your, he wants. Keep your knives away from my lips. <laughs> uh, but It just is a reminder and a conviction that if I'm relying on my words and my boasts about how great of a whatever I am, great ideas, great pod host, great employee, great friend, whatever, that's the exact opposite of the words of the Lord. Like the words of the Lord are pure. Mm -hmm. um, We can rely on them. We can trust them. The words of my words are nothing like that. That's what struck me. In this, it's like half talking about how terrible we are without God and then half talking about how great God is and how we can trust that. Yeah, that's cool.
3: There was a scripture in my head on Sunday. Um, I didn't share it because I think this was for me. This wasn't for them, but it was let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O God, my strength and my redeemer. Mm. And I'm like, man, I need to say that. All of the time are the words of my mouth and or the meditations of my heart Mm. (laughs) pleasing in your sight right now. Mm. Like, yeah, the Lord really laid that on my heart heavy Sunday. Mm. Mm -mm. His words are
4: pure. My words are not. Yeah, definitely. And the meditations of my heart are not. A Mm. lot of times I find myself thinking things and I'm like, why are you? Why are you thinking like get over yourself? Stop.
0: I, uh, I think I speak for everyone. We all think that.
4: <laughs> yeah. About me? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody. I just uh, want to say again, too. What? That's,
4: that's just, see, I'm back. That's just what's so awesome about scripture, though. Yeah, Yeah. We just all read this passage together and each one of us, God spoke, even in these few moments that we've had together, God spoke, the spirit spoke to us in an individual way. Mm -hmm. And yet collectively we would all get something from it too. It's just, I think that's amazing. Who can't, who doesn't realize that and think that's amazing? Yeah. People think that's amazing and do it. Yeah. Listen.
3: If I may be vulnerable for a moment. Sure. Okay. So your son had a birthday party on Saturday. It was super Cool.
0: Yes. One year very old
3: cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I did not get him a card. I'm being vulnerable right now. Okay. I did not get your kid a card. Okay. And I feel terrible about that.
0: Well, he can't read. <laughs> really?
3: That's what you would say? <laughs> what? Cause I think your wife would see it differently. Now oh, she does no. not have a card from me to put in the baby book because I did not get him oh. a card because Jed said he can't read. That's what happened in the store. He's like, and if you get him a card, just write goo goo gaga. That's what he said.
1: (gasps) Yeah,
4: I'm kind of with Judd, but do we get babies cards? I don't get babies anything. My kids hardly had a birthday party until they knew it was time because I was like, yeah, that's a lot of money for them well, to the never know what happened. of my
3: mouth and the meditations of my heart were not pleasing in God's sight while we were fighting over whether or not
4: to get your child a It's all good.
0: Card. It's all good.
4: Tyler didn't get him a card either. I so didn't get him a card. You're good. Sorry, Lauren. I
0: barely showed up to his party. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, what's next? What's happening next? Next week. Proverbs, next week? wisdom. Yeah. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Job. It's gonna be good. Oh, Dave.
2: sorry. Ecclesiastes, Job. <laughs> I just was no. because no, there's no. a lot Proverbs. more to it. I'm like
4: Proverbs. It is And, and...
2: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Dad will be going through Proverbs okay. first. So okay. You're you're not wrong. I'm not
0: wrong. So, Dave will be here next Dave. week. Dave. Yep. Uh, Barry, you're doing your Facebook thing every Tuesday, Tuesday morning, morning. seven thirty. Uh, that's going well, I, I presume. Yeah. I mean, good number of people mm-hmm. tune in every
2: week. and Good. Baseball. There I were just Ukrainians heard
3: someone- talking to me about your bunny. Because <laughs> they are tuning in to watch that's what funny. the bunny eats. Yes. See? that's awesome. why.
2: That's why. And, I'm uh, free. I just got an email from someone saying that their 80-year-old mother doesn't ever miss it. She watches Great. it every Tuesday morning. She awesome. Loves that. She's a fan. That's awesome.
0: Listeners, thank you for sticking with us. This is a longer episode, but we wanted to... Uh, Wanted to catch up with Maren. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. There's so much more to talk about. We're talking about Banya next week. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And oh, uh, my dad wanted to make sure that I mention that the four foot swing set that I built or we built last two weeks ago, <laughs> he
4: fixed. Yes. So
0: it is no longer mini.
4: It's a regular size. <laughs> it is a regular size. It's a size swing set yeah.
0: now. So my dad, he he sent me a text. He said, Tell I please think he called him. everybody podnosticators. <laughs> he said, Tell all the podnosticators that I fixed the swing set. <laughs> okay, got it. Oh, That's man. Funny. So, yes, thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Facebook friends, thank you for sticking with us. Marin, we haven't done a sign out. Yeah. Can you please? We've been, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Can you please send us out?
3: Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. With your God.
0: And we will see you on the other side of Sunday.